Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today in Science from Wired. This drone sniffs out odors with a real moth antenna. Researchers slap a living antenna on a drone to give the machine an insanely keen sense of smell. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Smellicopter by Matt Simon. It's a moth! It's a plane! It's the Smellicopter! A little drone that senses odors with an onboard moth antenna. Seriously, that's the scientist's real name for this creation. It's a system that monitors the electrical signals sent from the antenna of an actual moth, and that makes it so the drone can lock onto the source of a scent and fly toward it. And seriously, this has a long-term purpose to one day get drones equipped with moth antennae to sniff out objects like bombs. Oh, okay, 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 that makes sense. It's all thanks to the sacrifice of the hawk moth, Manduca sexta, which has an extremely sensitive sniffer like other moths. When a moth picks up a scent from like a flower or maybe a potential mate, the odors stick to proteins inside the antennae, and then these proteins activate neurons dedicated to specific chemicals. That means the antennae are producing electrical signals that researchers can tap into. Now, in order to create this crazy moth-drone-cyborg, you need a mechanical engineer, obviously. So Melanie Anderson at the University of Washington cold anesthetized a hawk moth in a freezer, and then she removed its antennae. And then she cut both ends off a single antenna and attached each one to an itty-bitty wire hooked up to an electrical circuit. That's quite the five-minute craft. Melanie says, a lot like a heart monitor, which measures the electrical voltage that is produced by the heart when it beats, we measure the electrical signal produced by the antenna when it smells odor. And very similarly, the antenna will produce these spiked-shaped pulses in response to patches of odor. Melanie's actually the lead author on a recent paper that describes the research in the journal Bioinspiration and Biomimetics. Now, just slap that rig on a small, open-source, crazy-fly quadrotor, and you've got yourself a hybrid animal machine. The detached zombie moth antenna stays alive for up to like four hours, so the drone has tons of time to sniff out odors. But Anderson and her colleagues couldn't stop there. Oh no, they went a step further and actually programmed the smellicopter to hunt for odors just like an actual moth would. So if you're able to smell a smell, there's a pretty good chance that whatever's making that smell is upwind from you. And the same goes for insects, like moths. 
and they do something called crosswind casting. They lock onto a presumably upwind source, and they fly towards it, and then shift their bodies left or right as needed to stay on target. So this is where the programming comes in. Anderson's team trained the smellicopter to do the same thing. And Melanie said, if the wind shifts or you fly a little bit off course, then you'll lose the odor. And so you cast crosswind to try and pick back up that trail. And in that way, the smellicopter gets closer and closer to the odor source. And wouldn't you know, this programming has a name. The researchers call it a cast and surge algorithm. In the lab, they mixed up some flower compounds to test it. The drone moves toward a scent and tacks left or right if it loses the odor and then surges forward when it locks onto the smell again. It's also equipped with laser sensors so it can sense obstacles and keep from running into them while it's sniffing around. And boy, does it work well. The researchers have found that the smellicopter gets to the source of the odor 100% of the time. That's definitely because of the extreme sensitivity of the moth's antenna. It can detect minute odors not on the scale of parts per million or billion, but trillion. And moths use physics to make the process even more efficient. As it flaps its wings, it circulates air over its antennae, and this gives them a better whiff of that odor. So again, if it worked for the moth, it'll work for scientists, right? They use the quadrotor's spinning blades to move more air over their borrowed antenna. Hey, remember that time you were like, Oh man, if only I had my flower-sniffing moth drone! Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, at the moment, humanity may not have much use for a moth drone that sniffs out flowers, but... The researchers are looking into ways to use gene editing to create moths with antennae that sense odors like those associated with bombs. And that got me thinking, can these Franken-moths possibly be as sensitive to the smell of human-made materials as regular moths are to the pheromones of potential mates or the smell of flowers? That is, can these researchers retune a sense of smell that evolution has perfected for the moth over hundreds of millions of years of evolution? Melanie Anderson says... Theoretically, you could get more sensitivity because the moth antenna can sense a variety of different chemicals, a lot like how we can smell a variety of different things. Her lab's idea would be to genetically engineer a moth antenna to be chock full of the particular protein that's involved with sensing a desired chemical that would focus the antenna's power on one odor, not a whole bunch. One of the current limitations of the smellicopter, though, is that while they max out at four hours of use, the disembodied moth antennae only live for like 10 hours on average. And the drones, they last even less time than that, at most 10 minutes on a charge. So battery life is actually more of an issue than the zombie antennae. And when it comes to storage, the researchers are finding that the antennae last a week, if not longer, if you pop them in the fridge. That's not a lot of time. But it's easier to disseminate and transport than coronavirus vaccines, according to Thomas Daniel at the University of Washington. He's a biologist and neuroscientist, and he's the co-author of this new paper. Hey, maybe the machines of the future, then, will utilize the best of both human engineering and evolutionary engineering. I mean, after all, humans haven't invented an odor sensor anywhere close to the sensitivity of the moths. Well, Researchers have tried to make a robot that can smell as well as a dog to detect cancer. But Antonio Lacurcio says, I think it is a powerful concept. Antonio is a roboticist at the University of Zurich. He researches drone navigation but wasn't involved in this new work. 
He says nature provides us plenty of examples of living organisms whose life depends on this capacity. This could have as well a strong impact on autonomous machines, not only drones, that could use odors to find, for example, survivors in the aftermath of an earthquake, or could identify gas leaks in a man-made environment. And listen, sniffer dogs are arguably the best dogs with jobs, but they've got limitations. Clamoring over rubble in search of earthquake survivors is dangerous work for both the dog and the human handler. A moth drone could more safely navigate dangerous search scenarios. And Melanie Anderson says, additionally, the drone is able to explore vertical airspace, too, and could search out a gas leak in a large industrial facility that might be hard for a dog to navigate or a person with a handheld sensor to reach. So, I guess thank you, valiant moths, for your sacrifice. May you forever live on as smellicopters. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.